What's going on? What's going on? Vibrations. What's going on? Matter of fact, that's all I call y'all. Vibrations. All the fans of the show, I'm going to call y'all Vibrations. All right? This is your boy, Pen Game James. And now, welcome to the Vibes at the Table podcast. And um, to follow us, check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. On our um, PVE, Purveyor Vibes Entertainment pages. And we got a lovely show. We're about to give y'all today. This is a returning guest. Uh, this guest wears knee hats. I mean, I've known her for some time now, and she's always doing a show, always doing a, always doing a slam poetry, and now she's got into a different venture that we're about to dive into. So, without further ado, let's welcome Mrs. Mrs. Coco Weaponry. Coco, how you doing tonight? How are you doing, Pen? It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. You you give me too many accolades. I'm efforting <laughs> to be a mega talent like you for real. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. You know what I mean? So let's jump right into it. So the first question that I want to ask you, you know, so you got this new venture now of being a poetry coach. So why don't you spend some time talking about the details of a Poetry coach. Um, I have been doing poetry coaching for seven and a half years now, and I'm just opening it up to more participants. It allows me to support artists, upcoming artists, as far as the literary art discipline, textbook style, mm. and then implementing some of those things to them to continue to hone in their individuality and their creativity in a more imaginative way by having that element of different stressors and articulations and voice modulations as well as stage presence delivery and performance okay okay it sounds sounds very interesting very interesting you know what I mean so um so with that being said, with being with being a poetry coach, what do you enjoy about being a poetry coach? I mean, what I mean, like since you have adventured into this um, this new uh, activity, what what things do you enjoy about being a poetry coach? I enjoy seeing the students or the seminar participants elaborate and really get get the point not understanding some mythology of what poetry and spoken word is from a literary art discipline you know textbook master class poetry classes things like that Mm -hmm. and these somewhat tutoring sessions allows the student or the seminar participant to take advantage to elevate the structure in speaking, to develop more detail in writing, as well as their stage presence is everything. So I really enjoy seeing them implementing the subject matter into their actual delivery, their writing, and their performance. Okay, 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 sounds wonderful. Now, now, um, 
I also wanted to say this too that that it's 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 really you don't really get to hear too many um people people um sorry not people but poets advertising you know poetry coaching I mean like I, I could like name on like one hand how many people I've, I've like heard so far that I like, talk about it. you know what I mean so so why do you think it's not too many people like advertising you know uh poetry coaching or 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 mentoring spoken word artists and or poets because some of them unfortunately have not taken the courses and mm. they just have developed which is a wonderful thing developed by listening and um to some extent mimicking other artists and then honing in on their own individuality right. but what happens with poetry coaching and having the you know the secular education and i'm not big on that it helps them to feed into their poem. It helps them to develop better as a writer, and it reinvigorates their work. That's the main thing because it helps them develop more enthusiasm, and it also helps them how to interact in delivering and having audience mechanics really get in their audience involved in their performance, be it fact or fiction. Oh, you know what? I really love how you um. How you said that too? How it helps them with their stage presence, and you wouldn't think that that was important. I mean, that's important because you think all oh, this is just you know you go on stage, go on some microphone, and you speak your piece. But you know, performance, like how you read the poem, whether it's on paper or off of memory, that all plays a part in it. You know what I mean? And so I really do appreciate you to you uh, taking the time to um, to instruct those who may be. Um, newbies into this world of poetry on how to on how to do it and how to you know not just like copy somebody else but to just like found their own identity in this field yes that's what it's all about the support is everything for young writers mature writers or veterans in this everybody can hone in and develop a new technique a new voice structure, a new written composition. All of those things are very important because you don't want to become routine in your performances or in your writing. There's always something new to learn because I still take, you know, secular classes here and there just to continue to touch up on where I'm at so that I can continue to share and support everybody. That's the best part right there, the support. Okay, now, now, like, I see Coco because I've watched you so many times. I didn't think you would be taking courses um, on this. You know what I mean, like, you've been doing this for so long. I was, I was you know, I mean, like, I'm surprised to hear, the, to hear you say this. But, but I mean, but at the same time, it just shows that just because you've been doing something for, for a long time doesn't mean you can't learn something new. You know what I mean? Like, even like there's a Washington, like you said, he still takes, you know, acting classes. Now, with someone yes. like of his prestige, you wouldn't think he would be, but but because he but, but because he you know he's such an excellent actor, and he wants to continue to better himself, he still takes those classes, even if if it's some stuff that he may already know. Still, to get a refresher on it is um, a great thing. So to hear you say that, you know, with such humility, I'm sorry, humility, is a um, good thing to hear. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm efforting to be supportive and to get the support. And sometimes that's difficult. But if you just are 
100 all the time, all the way around, and keep the same energy and your vibration. <laughs> People say right, you right. vibe with everybody, and that's the best part. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, next question, and because you know, like I said before, I've known you, you know, you're an artist. You throw open mics and or poetry slams. So I gotta ask you this question. How do you balance being an artist, a poetry coach, and throwing open mics? It's like how do you balance all these hats that you wear? The open mics, I rarely will do an open mic, but I will do them. It depends on who's asking. Okay. But all of my performances are invites. Okay. Their invites, and I have the opportunity to pick and choose if I'll go. Uh, some shows in Kentucky. They had a couple of shows in Chicago. Of course, Ohio was my second home to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, and not um, they also are having an event in uh, Utah. I'm not sure if I want to mm. take that travel, but okay, right. they a lot of times they'll make it worth your while. And so I try not to be so accessible when it comes mm. to uh, poetry and spoken word because I will always, and I can stand on this, not in a cocky way, I will always give a different performance. I rarely will just keep doing the same pieces over and over and over, only if they'll ask, and that'll be a part of, if it's a contract, I'll put that in there, but I will always come up mm. with a new piece to deliver okay you know what that's that's no that's interesting because i watch some poets and i've and i've watched them you know give a, a poem that i've heard at least like three or four times and sometimes that gets you know very like tiresome of you seeing them perform that same poem over and over again you know what i mean now it's different if if like someone requested but if it's not a request i don't think you should be doing the same poem at least like three four times like for me I, if it's just, if I'm performing a poem I've done before, if being asked, then yeah, I'll, then y'all yeah, do it. But if it's like not a requirement, I don't feel right doing a poem that I've done before at least no more than like twice. You know what I mean? Because I just feel like it's it's like it kind of it kind of just like it, it like loses its value. You know what I mean? It's so done. I have to you know what I mean I have to like think about something new to do. Yeah, the audience loves fresh ink. And yes. I don't want to be in an arena where the person is reciting my poem as I'm reciting it. That has gotten old and stale. Those days are over. And in taking refresher courses or even entering into a process of uh, betterment for poor mm-hmm. country, not that persons are not good poets. They are. They're excellent poets. Every uh, person that I support within the seminars are phenomenal talent just seeing things from a different perspective from the, the discipline aspect as far as the educational portion really takes it to another level it doesn't change who they are as an artist it just elevates their writing it elevates their pronunciation it elevates their delivery and that's the goal it's not to perfect it it's just to add and support what they already do I agree. I agree. And and honestly, you know, to 
to be someone who may be a veteran or or or, or, or I'm sorry, who is advanced in this field, I felt like it takes a certain amount of humility to say that you're willing to uh, take a, uh, a a course or uh, or to take on a poetry course to um, help you with your skills. And I feel like sometimes, you know, whether it be uh, spoken word poetry, R&B, or whatever type of performance arts that we choose, I think sometimes there are that there is a level of of arrogance that some of us have to feel like no one can't you know teach us anything. And yeah. you no, know, the and, and like the problem with that is it's like, and I've always told this too that if you don't think that you have a problem, then that means that you have a problem. You know what I mean? That's like me. I was, I was, I was, I was taught that by, I was taught, I was taught, I was taught, you know, that by someone who was, uh, you know, much older than me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like, like someone who was, um, well advanced in age. I ain't gonna say, oh, I'm gonna say well advanced in age. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I mean, like, it's, 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 it does take that type of humility to, um, look at yourself and see it. Okay, where can I get better at? You know what I mean? Because you may feel that you have it all down pat, but sometimes those same artists who said who, who said that who, who say that about themselves, you look at them and then you may see a flaw or two that they have. And I think, and I, and, I, and I think that if if you know those type of artists are like all of us, we just you know sit back and just look at ourselves like okay. I could do better at my performance, or I could do better at you know how I say words, you know, in my pronunciation to get yeah. better. You know, but it's going to take humility on that person's part. Definitely, it's a new way of looking at inspiration. It's a new way at developing inspiration. Sometimes, as writers, we can have writers block. But how do we get out of a writers block? What are some of the techniques from a literary art discipline view that? we can implement what are some things that if you've written older pieces that you don't feel comfortable in reciting let's address why you don't feel comfortable reciting let's do a read through and all of the seminars are interactive you are given prompts you are given wordplay we're giving articulations we're giving structures we're giving everything it's hands-on either the class is in person or either virtual they get homework and they also have class or seminar participation okay okay and, and, it, and it sounds wonderful you know what i mean and i and i and i feel for that you know if you know those who you know what i mean feel like they need that then i feel like you know like you and others are that type of person to to teach that Honestly. Well, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I've even heard some artists say, I didn't want to take the class because I thought it was like you was going to be dogging people and stuff. I was like, it was complete <laughs> opposite, right? I was right. like, if you were to write a scenario as to what you learned today or what I could support you in today, would you tell somebody else? Definitely. They're, they were floored because it's not an intimidation thing it's not a bragging right thing I can't teach you anything I can only share it 
if you implement it, then you've been taught something from what I've shared. It wasn't from me. I'm not the first who ever did it. Right. See, I'm just the, I'm, I'm one of the first of many who share it. And sharing is caring from where I come from, Pat. Right, right. <laughs> Indeed. You know, so my next question that, that I want to ask you is now, when doing your poetry coaching, or if you've thrown a event before, um, well, okay, well, I, I ask this, okay, so if you're throwing a poetry event, right, what do you look for in an artist? Or if you're going to um, coach someone into being a poet, like, what do you look for? To be a part of the events. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, so, so, so for the viewpoint of being a part of the event, mm-hmm. freshness, newness, because I'll only use a certain artist more than one time if they bring a new element or a new spin to it. Right. I can have I can have many shows and have the same person on the show, but each time they come, they do something different. Gotcha. And the audience is there for it. They actually are requesting them to come back. And when they come back, very rarely will they do the same piece. They'll do something different. So I love individuality. I love creativity. There are some artists that I have used on multiple stages that um, I've had the honor to share the stage with and put an event together for these artists because it's not very many places where you can go and have a clean and clear poetry spoken word event That's true. from Amen. beginning to end. That's so true. I, I, I pride myself on that. You know, of course, I pride first my personal, you know, convictions, but I pride myself on giving my audience a show that a two-year-old and a hundred-two-year-old can sit through beginning to end. Mm, okay. Okay. And you know what? That's, that's... You know what? I've always like thought about that, too. You know what I mean? It's, and it's no uh, disrespect to um, other platforms, but... It's right. Like, you know None I mean? at all. But it's like, it's, 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 it's like, you know, whether I'm uh, watching it on YouTube or I'm going to an event, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's like hard to, you know, to be at an event, you know, and it's, you know, and it may not, and, and, and it may not be like the whole, um, poem, but I mean, sometimes you may go to an event and like, you may hear like one or two curse words in a poem. And like, for yeah. me, yeah. I just feel like it's like, as an artist, do you really have to use that? I mean, I can't judge how how like people talk, but but at the same time, it's like when it comes to this art form, it's like do you? It's like for me, I just like for me, like I would like to like hear something without the without the without uh, I'm sorry without the profanity. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and a lot of people do. I agree. Right now, and uh, before and before I I, I get to my next question, now you as an artist, you know. Do you feel or have been treated differently because you're performing poems without profanity versus versus the ones who may use it? Do you feel any type of like pressure? 
unfortunately have had the experience to perform on those platforms and use profanity before I got serious about my personal convictions. So it's easy to do it. There can be some underlining pressure depending on on which arena you're in. Mm -hmm. But once you develop the mindset, it's very easy to do. And that's a portion in the seminars that I offer is etymology or etymology, which is the study of words, how to use other words to stimulate thinking for your audience. You can use pain in four different ways. Yes. You see, you can, some people will say, you know, oh, you got me messed up, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever they use. And that's pain. You see, it can be pain emotionally, physically, mentally, or window pain. So through the right. window pain, I see pain, even though the pain I have is a pain from within. Just right. that quick. Right. And people can visualize that. Off top, but you slam, <laughs> you see, but you see, you slam the window on my pain. So it's shattered glass. So there's right. another form of word play that you can go into. Mm-hmm. So those things are bought out of the artist. Here's right. another set of terminology, another set of words you can use to drive home the point because the whole process is thinking metaphorically, methodically, being very strategic in what you say and your word placement. What are the clues? What's the story? You see your intro, your catcher, and your exit. Your introduction is what's going to catch them. And then how you build your, your your composition, that's the catcher, and then you got to carry it through to the exit. Right. Those things are implemented in, you know, Poetry 101, in session one. Phase, it's, it's six phases to it, condensed from a four-year literary. I do it in six phases. Okay, okay. Interesting, very interesting. Now, I want to ask you this question, you know, since you're a uh, poetry coach and you've uh, thrown events, um, being a poetry coach, and someone who has thrown open mics before, have you had to give constructive criticism to an artist? If you have, um, can you relate a experience where it went positive or it went negative? Yeah. You have to be willing to wear that hat, depending on the size of the the event and the size of the audience. You have to, you you'll have to wear that hat. You will, and it does go to the left very rarely <laughs> because you know who you're dealing with. Right. But when it does go to the left, you have to nurse it. You see, and I got an LPN, so I know how to nurse it. You know. What I mean? so, <laughs> right. You know, you know, you gotta, you gotta know how to nurse it. I, I love people. I know how to interact with people. I know how to bring the best out in people. But when they do not want the best brought out in them, that's when I stop and okay. I shut down and right. then I'm done. You know, it'll. I'll never give a person the same type of energy that they gave me. Like at this past event that I gave in Detroit mm-hmm. this past August, we had... Of a few things that you know, but no one would ever know because guess what? I never let them see me sweat, you right. know, because a person can clown and look like a Harley Quinn because that's what it is. It's a first class clown, a Harley Quinn is, and they can do that. 
on their own. I don't need to assist them or support them in any of the buffoonery that they partake in. But me as a professional mm-hmm. and a real businesswoman, right. I am not about to. I got a, a audience of 225 people allow one Harley Quinn to mess up 21 other performers and they performance before because of what they're doing. So yeah, I'll say one or two things, have my say. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, what are we doing as adults? And what and what are you doing as a child? You know, so right. <laughs> and you keep it like that. You you choose your words, be very, very I'm very constructive, very kind to everybody. And either from that point forward, depending on what the reciprocation is, either I'm gonna deal with you or I'm not, and it's no bad blood. You know what? That's a very mature answer that you had that you had uh, just had gave. You know what I mean? Um, and it's like whether it's in you know this field of uh, poetry or it's rap or it's R and B, you know, given crit- hearing criticism now, it 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 like it it's uh it beca- it it became a very negative thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have like even like professionals who. You know, they they will go off on someone who who may not like their um, performance or who may not like their projects, and it becomes a whirlwind of emotions. But it's like, is that not is, is that not what you had signed off for? You know what I mean? And, and I said before, and I, and I had said before on the last podcast that with some artists, you know, they come in and they think about the good stuff they think about the, you know getting the praise and stuff for, for their work but when someone has may have a um, I want to say a different opinion about what they do some artists don't don't they, they don't take it too well they kind of you know it's audience. right you know, you know what I mean and it's like the artist this is like like this is um what you signed up for and if like and like I was thinking based on like what I was like like um like like her insane like her insane over the years that if you had this like negative you know like attitude and and, and, and if it's like problematic when you hear commentary on your projects then it's like you will find a, like very few people very few people who will want to deal with you yes whether it's exactly. uh whether it's a music executive someone who throws open mics. You know what I mean? It's like they don't want to deal with someone who who gets highly upset at at being critiqued. You know what I mean? It's right. like it's, it's like it's, it's like it's like it's like this is not you know this is not what's that show called? I'm sorry, America's Got Talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like even with that, like uh, like uh, we like uh, we've seen people like go off on tangent when when um <laughs> when when um, you know like uh, someone says they got you know practice more, practice more. And yeah. and like I remember seeing I remember like seeing this a this a one guy who cause, cause like someone sing and um on a panel they had a uh, famous R B singer and I can't remember all she said but I remember when like um when she was saying how like she told him that you, that you have to have some 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 humility in this business and you gotta put in the work. This man got highly upset. Was you know mm. saying profanity, calling you know her names and stuff, and it's like, wow. and it's and, and it's like, how it go from 
a simple critique to going off on a tangent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so it's like you almost got. So it's like it's it's almost like kind of you know walking on eggshells almost. Yeah, and that's that's the sad part because you have to always remember and keep this mindset. I'm not the first who ever did it, and I'm not the last. Exactly. But I'm going right. to support. I'm going to support. Mm-hmm. And you you hone in on your individuality. You stand in your own lane, and you encourage other people to continue to drive this thing. What? That's it. It's that simple. We are equipped and wired in a life of service. And how am I using all of these gifts that I've been given to be something desirable? You see, I want to be desirable in the aspect we are approachable, kind, patient, all of those wonderful things. People see it immediately. Either they appreciate it or they're intimidated by it because they're not allowing themselves to be open to that type of energy, shall I say, in interacting with other persons and other artists, other musicians, other writers. The young lady just, she's on her seventh book. And she was, she sat in the, in one of the seminars and they were like, what is she doing here? And I was like, I'm saying the same thing. You know, like, <laughs> what is she doing here? Right. You know, and I was shocked myself. So it happens and she said well I had I I didn't understand this part so I knew that this you know that you were offering this and I just wanted to hone in on this for my next project and I'm like wow you know that's that's ultimate humility for me this novel this novelist she has a, a she has seven books but she has six and three of the six are sagas so oh, they wow. continue from one books to the neck. And so I'm just like, wow, sir. like that right. blew my mind. But I'm not out here, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, like this person sat in my class or this person sat in my class. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, this right. A couple years ago, she's on her 12th book now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then now she's going into children's stories. So she's established mm-hmm. author. That sat in my class and I that sat in the seminar and to this day I'm still humbled by that. So it's not a you know a, a, a derogatory thing to just want to learn a few things. And a lot of people in this business don't want to develop humility so that someone can share something with them. And when they do learn something, you think, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you was in my class and I taught you that I didn't teach you anything. You, I share something with you, and it helped you. You learn something from somebody else because I wasn't the first to ever to share it. You right. see, mm-hmm. and that's that. That part right there is what a lot of the attendees lack in wanting to come, and a lot of people lack in wanting to accept constructive criticism. Now you got some critics out there who will deliberately try to dog you, and you have sure. to be willing to accept that as well. You got a chameleon in a lot of different arenas because people you don't know how certain people are coming and what their agenda is. So you have to be ready for all of those things. What hat am I putting on today? Am I going to wear a hard jacket, hard hat, you know, a raincoat? All of those different things, Pen. It takes on a lot, but humility, you can't stress that enough. You can't stress it enough, Pen. 
a person who does not have humility will not get people to work with them, collab with them, support their projects, support their venues, none of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, like, with everything that, that you had just said, I totally agree with you. You know what I mean? Now, we're going to go to this last of all question. You know, so what is what is your end goal into this um, poetry coaching? And, like, do you think that, you know, um, the poetry scene, do you think that it can one day be be uh, as big as um, as um, I want to say as like hip hop is. Do you think that? Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that it has the potential to um, to be as to be as lucrative as well? Yeah, poetry and spoken word is very lucrative. Okay. I will tell you that that's from experience. However, mm-hmm. if your head is not on right as to what it is you want to do with your artistry, it will be less lucrative. Okay. You have to have a plan. It's not about EPs and LPs. None. It's not about that. It's mm-hmm. all about you as a performer, you as a writer. Those are the things that determine how far you can go we just had a conversation on um on another beautiful platform and an interview with the artist who just released and a lot of questions were rise in regards to the awards that poets get right. there are there are poetry and spoken war awards that are distributed yearly mm-hmm. there are emmys that are given to poets. I've seen that. We had a, yeah, it go and it goes further than that. The poets, sir, that is to me above a Grammy, a Emmy, a People's Choice, all of those things. It's on a higher level, very lucrative. There are some uh, artists that I've worked with that take nothing less than five hundred dollars per performance, mm. and they can do that because of what they bring. It's not about the years of you know being in the game or being an artist it's about the person how are they as a person how will the crowd receive them how do they interact with other persons on the stage because we all can share the stage right but we all can't get on the stage that's true you ain't lying (laughs) that's true you that's can't true. take everybody with you, Pen. You can't. You that's can't true. Take everybody that's 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 very true. And and, and I want to comment on uh, this last question too. That I remember uh, this one poet who I uh, follow on on um, on Instagram. Um, I've been following him ever since I heard him on uh, Kanye West's um, first album. That he won, I, th- I think, it was a Grammy. You know, his name is J.I.B. And oh, yeah. I remember seeing, and I, I remember this. I was in shock when I first saw that. You know what I mean? And like, only because how many years he's been doing this. You know what I mean? Like he's from my like hometown, Chicago, Illinois. And I remember just seeing him perform all those years, and to see him like what was it? Yeah, uh, last year, getting a Grammy for his work. I was, I, I was, I mean, I mean, like I was proud. 
I was proud to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there, and you're right, there there are there are words out there. There's a I mean it, it I'm saying that the uh, poetry scene is getting a little bit bigger, it's getting a little bit of notoriety, you know, it's just that it's not at the level where um where different genres of music are yet. As far as like yeah. as far as as far as like, you know, the exposure, um and the other things that come with it. You know what I mean? It's like if I were to say, you know, do you know who um if I give you a uh a offense person name, you know, in the uh, hip hop scene, about ninety five percent sorry, ninety nine percent of people would know it. But if I tell you someone yeah. from the uh, poetry scene's name, not too many people would know. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. You have to think about even if they, if they, like I love that point that you were making. If they haven't been seen or they have been seen, there was a young lady. Just a just a, a quick side note on that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Kelly Mays. She's she's from Detroit, mm-hmm. and her poet name is Native Child. Okay. She won the Sasha Award. A lot of people never heard of the Sasha Awards with poets. Right. There are so many levels to it. She was that type of person. And unfortunately, she she lost her life. She was an advocate for a particular cause. And then she became a victim to the cause that she was so adamant about. Oh, wow. And she was, she was an amazing artist. And a lot of people didn't know the body of work and the extent of what she was doing right. until this incident. Like, what? She won a Sasha Award? She won this award? She won that one? And the reason why is because of the humility that she had. Right. I've been in the room with her mega type, mega, mega, mega talent. She's performed literally all over the world. Mm. Now, that resume would love to have one like that. However, when you get into those type of positions, you got to be ready for whatever comes again. That is and, true. But that, but Native Child, you know, Miss Kelly May, you know, shout out still to her family, you know, her mm-hmm. daughter, her granddaughter, and her mom. I, I met them and, and, and shared the room with them on many occasions. Mm-hmm. But just, she was just a beautiful person. And no one knew the, the full extent of the body of work that she had done. Wow. Man, sad to hear. You know what I mean, but um, but on the positive note, you know, Coco, I think I, I definitely want to thank you for coming on to the show, give us insight on your know, poetry coaching, and from another artist to another, I really do hope this goes well with you. You know, I wish you many success. Now, for those who may be interested in being coached by you, where can they, like 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 where can they locate you at, and you know, and know how can they get in touch with you? I'm on Instagram. Uh, my IG is Coco Weaponry. I'm also, you know, in, in the 313 and uh, uh eggshell walker in the poetry world because I only perform on certain stages, not in a bad way, because shout out to everybody in the deep poetry, uh, in the park, all of those wonderful places. I love y'all. And um, yeah, reach out to me on IG, follow me, I'm gonna follow you back, and I inter I interact. <laughs> and this is such a beautiful platform that you have and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan for real 
I, I, I watch your work. I, we've done a collaboration, which was absolutely amazing. Well, definitely. And I'm looking forward to another collaboration with you. I got some things that are in the working. I have another major event that's coming. I have two major events coming up. I have a, another show in Ohio, and then I have another show in Detroit in August. And I'm really, you know, trying to, you know, butter you up to have you come and grace the stage on one of them cities, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'm looking forward to it. You know what I mean? Um, definitely uh, would love to um, be with you again and to like be on and to share things with you in person. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know what I mean? Definitely, sir. Definitely. I appreciate everything you're doing. And it's an honor for me to be here. And I appreciate this platform that you are allowing these artists to come in and really have these one-on-one conversations. It means a lot. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate all the artists that have uh, come on this platform uh, thus far. I definitely appreciate y'all, man. Most definitely. You know, but we're about to get up out of here. Definitely uh, shout out to uh, Coco once again for uh, coming to the show. And we will see y'all next month on the next podcast episode of Vibes at the Table podcast. See y'all.